I didn't bring my book and Bible up. Uh, I have it. I, I, I figure I'll be up here too long if I bring it up here with me. Um, just give me your subject once again. Faithful during grief. I want to start right there, if I could. Um, grief comes in uh, many forms. It's not only when someone loses what we consider losing a loved one. Uh, I just want to kind of point that out. Most times we identify grief when we, you know, lose, you know, when we say we lose a, a loved one to death. Um, and we want to figure out how we're going to make it through. Uh, first of all, uh, we know that God will see us through. As a believer, I'm talking about believers now. We know, right, uh, that God will see us through. Amen. I, I want to, the reason why my wife isn't here today, she's in Mississippi, in Lexington, Mississippi. Last Wednesday, no, Wednesday, a week ago, we were in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, and at the funeral of her aunt, her last surviving aunt on her mother's side, her mother's sister. Uh, so there's no more Dixons on that side of the family, uh, except their, their, their children. Uh, then by Tuesday morning of this past week, we learned that her aunt on her father's side passed away in Mississippi. And being a close-knitted family, uh, rural side, that's where she is this weekend. Uh, the funeral is, it will be going on in about an hour or so uh, there in Mississippi. So she went from, uh, notice the range of emotions. Her close aunt in St. Paul, Minnesota, Amen. And we worshiped, right, when we got back with the saints of God. Amen. Enjoyed uh, being with Brother and Sister Stevenson, renewing their 35 years wedding vows. And then on that Monday uh, afternoon, my wife and I, we renewed our 30 years wedding vows. Had my son William to uh, conduct a little ceremony for us. Uh, of our vile renewal, got up Tuesday morning and learned of the loss of that aunt in Mississippi. So can you imagine the range of emotions uh, that happens? Seemed like, oh, we had a time. I enjoyed my children, uh, Brother McCall. I really did. I, I, I told them that was one of the best days of my life for us to have come together like that in that small group. And, uh, and then uh, I got the call regarding my wife's aunt in Mississippi. She didn't get the call. They decided to call me instead, which I prefer. Call me and let me speak to my wife. And, uh, and, but, but, but I'm just talking about the range of emotions that one has to go through uh, when it comes to uh, death. But then there are other areas of life that cause grief. Uh, when a loved one gets sick, sometimes that is, uh, is more grieving than the death of a loved one. Uh, when particularly one has a sustained illness, uh, one that has been characterized by a terminal illness, and you have to, and the doctor says that's all we can do. 
uh, and uh, they have one of a few options, and those options generally are going, uh, you know, I got to send them home because we need the bed. It doesn't just sound cold and callous when they say, well, we can, you know, uh, we can, you know, we can send them home, and, but we need the bed. That's a lot of times they, sometimes they don't say the, the best words when they're trying to give comfort. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, and, uh, and you're going through your period of, 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 of sorrow, uh, but yet you want to remain strong for the person that's ill uh, because they're going through their own situation. Uh, and then, then there are areas of grief. Um, uh, the loss of a job. Yeah, I, I, maybe I ain't talking to the wrong right group. You're the main breadwinner of the family, and, uh, and, and, and your income is the one that's dependent on to pay the bills. And you think about the mortgage or the rent that's due. Uh, and, and jobs today, uh, let me, you know, young people, you, you, you don't have many jobs that has a pension associated with it these days. Uh, can somebody talk to me right? Uh, you know, it's in the little 401k that uh, some folk are able to accumulate. Uh, but, but many times uh, we, we're living from paycheck to paycheck. I can't get much help. And so when the, when the check is cut off, nor that they say, we're going to give you a severance pay. Am I talking right, y'all? They don't say, here's six months of pay in advance, and we're going to lay you off today. By the time you get news, you, you, if, if you get a two-week notice, I said, if you get a two-week notice, they generally don't give you a two-week notice. They generally say, here is the last paycheck right now. Hand it off to you. And you're thinking, okay, but I've already got plans and bills already. And that could cause a significant amount of grief and concern. Uh, hallelujah. But here is something that of the life of a believer. That's why I would dare not live for Jesus. in this world, we're going to have trials, help me somebody, and tribulation. Thank God. I said, we're going to, not if, I said, we're going to have trials. There's going to be some things that that's just going to blow us away. Some, it feels like I don't know what to do. Sometimes we don't know what to do. Hallelujah. Grief can set in, don't tell me as a believer, we don't get down sometimes. Tell your neighbor, things happen. Life happens. They seem to just, have you ever felt like something happened? You just feel like, am I dreaming? Seem like I'm walking around, but it seems like I'm in a fog and in a daze. But somebody ought to shout, but God. So grief, grief, loss of a job uh, has an effect. L losing a home, you work hard for. Then the bank said, we're going to foreclose. 
and tell you, you got to move. And you put all that hard work, money, effort into it. Grief can set in. But God. But God. Here's a situation where those other things hadn't happened. But here's a woman who desired to have a child. Why a man child? Heard the question asked. Let's look at Penina, Elkanah's other wife. First of all, whenever you're going to have two wives in the home, you're going to have problems in the beginning. That's rule number one. Secondly, Panina had children and likely a sons. When Elkanah dies, Panina would have been, both women would have been widows. Are y'all listening? Panina would have been a widow, but not a widow indeed. Are y'all listening? Hannah would have been a widow indeed. Are y'all listening? The women did not go out to have an occupation to bring in income. Why do you think Naomi was so stressful out when her husband and her sons had died? She was distraught. She said, I, I left full, but I come back empty. Don't call me no over pleasant, call me bitter. So, so for a woman then, in the culture of that time, now where is my source to turn up income in the event that my husband dies and I don't have any sons? Are y'all with me? Because having a son, I'm not a widow indeed because somebody gonna give him a job. He's going to be able to work, are y'all hearing me? And I'll be provided for. But not having a son, if my husband dies, I'm left out in the cold. And you can see that Panina and her children ain't gonna help me. Are y'all with me? because she took advantage of the situation and flaunted it with her children. She probably called those children's name all day long. Commit Johnny and made sure that Hannah could hear it. It was a bone of contention and she did it on purpose. That's why she called her my adversary who flaunted. And because uh, when we came down to give little gifts and allowances out, help me somebody, Elkanah would give them allowances, but he had nothing to give to Hannah's children because there wasn't no children to give an allowance to. So you can imagine then how she feels, but thank God Elkanah was a worshiper. Let me put it this way. He was an Ephesians 5 man. Huh? He was a good man. Now, the custom of the time was, now notice, he, they lived in Ramah. But they went to Shiloh. That was about 13 miles separating Ramah from where they lived 
to Shiloh where the priest was. And Shiloh is where they kept the Ark of the Covenant and it was their center of worship. And the custom was that men were to bring their families to worship at least three times a year. And Elkanah was faithful in bringing his family to worship. I said, the husband, the man of the house, was faithful in bringing up his family in the Lord. He brought them to worship. So even though they live in the period of time of the judges, do we need to go there? Remember, the judges had this spiral effect of not worshiping God alone. They would worship idol gods and cause them to be in the situation in which they were in, being oppressed by their adversaries. But yet you had a faithful man who served God even in the midst of an ungodly society and would raise his family up even though the surroundings were ungodly, he was yet going to serve God. I tell you, these lessons have underlying messages. We went down to Shiloh, and of course, we have the situation where she appeared in the, where the priest was. And, and uh, again, I won't go through all the details, but God is faithful. Even during your period of grief, I said, I, I got to live for the Lord. My help comes from above. Because if I'm stuck, in which we often get stuck, the situations that life presents itself, hallelujah, I desire, Brother McCall, to have a large savings account. I told my wife that the other day. Hallelujah. Amen. But this transition from Five years ago from, from the secular employment to the ministry that wasn't in God's plan. Are y'all hearing me? The money I had saved up, 401k, I had a decent amount. But during the transition, uh, it, it, it exhausted every penny. I think about it from time to time. I, sister Ann, I said, I was on my way. Yeah, I said, I was on my way. I said, I said, huh? I was on my way. A six-figure-plus salary, I was on my way. Y'all heard that? But the Lord had a different plan. And in Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plan I have for you. Are y'all hearing me? But I'm telling you, I experienced in these five years some grief moments. Can anybody say again, but God. <laughs> the Lord knew, knows how to take care of me and my family. Sister Mason, I've learned day by day, not all together at one time. I had to learn it. And I'm yet learning it. But the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He making me to lie down in. He leads me beside 
and he restores my soul. He provides for me. I don't have all what I desire from the Lord. But whatever God provides is always enough. Y'all excuse me if I worship God for a moment. God always provides. Thank you, Jesus. Heard somebody say, can't nobody. So even though I, we've experienced, I'm not exempt from anybody else. We have experienced, anybody ever experienced grief? Glory to God. Some sad times. Some difficult situations. Glory to God. But hadn't the Lord always come through? To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Yeah, tears got to flow even from my eyes. Hallelujah. And I pray, I understand, I pray and sometimes words don't come out of my mouth. But God, the Holy Ghost, intercede for me. He knows what I'm going through. Hallelujah. But I get joy. But then when I get off my knees, I go to a word from the Lord. And the Lord said, let me remind you that I am God. I'm Jehovah Shalom. Hallelujah. I'm Jehovah Jireh. Glory to God. I'm Jehovah Nisi. Glory to God. And so you know what I do? I, I get off my knees. I dry my weeping eyes. And I get up and say, Lord, I thank you. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. And so can I say it like, I get joy. Whew, when I think about what he's done for me. You can't tell me, like let me tell because I know my testimony. Can I, can I preach for a moment? He's bread in a starving land. He's water in dry places. Glory to God. He's a bridge over troubled waters. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I know where my help comes from. My help coming from the Lord. Glory to God, the God that I serve. Glory to God, the cattle on a thousand hills on the hill belong to him. He's a bread in a starving land. He, the David said, I was young, but now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Know his seed, big bread. Give God a praise in this. <laughs> 